We always say seat time is king, so sit on down and listen in to Motorsports Tech Talk with your hosts, Brian and Eric. Eric, how's it going? I'm doing pretty good, buddy. How about you? Pretty good. Um, yeah, just in, in between race events now, so... Just hanging got, out. Got a, got a couple things to, to do on the car. Um, I did order my torque plate for the the engine build um, oh shit which i don't think we i don't think we talked about i mean it's not really blueprinting per se um it's more engine building but i guess we kind of got a little bit into that but yeah i don't think we mentioned the torque plate what's that deal yeah yeah um i might as well throw it in here um yeah. uh basically when when you when you bolt down your cylinder head on your block there's where the bolts are holding you know holding the cylinder head to the uh to the block there can be some distortion you know around the top of the bore there and by using a torque plate you're basically it's just a it's just a big piece of aluminum uh a lot of times there'll be spacers in it that replicate the right height so you can use stock uh head bolts um but you're you're basically going to torque that down to the the spec in order to replicate that cylinder head being on there when you do the boring because uh, otherwise, you know, when, when you're boring it, you're basically boring it, uh, not in the kind of state that it'll eventually be in. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You know, and I, I mean, these, when, when you're talking measurements that small, right. Uh, that's, that's when this actually matters. This, you know, you might not think like, Oh, I bolt something to my engine. It deforms. It's not like something you're going to visually see, but, um, you know, when we talk about precision machining, this comes into play, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it it really depends on your your application whether it's maybe worth it or not. Um, and I, I honestly haven't. I've only just heard anecdotes about the kind of importance or effectiveness of it, but it you know it makes sense to me, and I and I feel especially for a, a spec Miata engine that has to be. You know, every little little tiny little thing counts. Um, I might as well do it, and I know I'll be probably, you know, I plan to respect me out of basically till till the end of time. So I'm sure I'll yeah. build more engines, and the investment, which really wasn't that much, um, will be worth it. So sweet. Um, so yeah, that's that's on the way. I'm trying to I'm trying to get it in before the the next race is Mid Ohio. I'm trying to get in before the next one after that, which is Mid Ohio again. So that way I kind of get like a back to back, as well as I just I don't think I have enough time. By the time the torque plate comes, which is probably in a week or so, and then I drop off the block at the machine shop. Uh, you know, basically once I get it back, I, it'll be like the time for the next race. So. So the hope is get it all together, ideally before this next race. Just like you know, um, just have it ready for after the race. I can then throw it in. But mm-hmm. luckily, you know, no no body damage to repair, no breakages or anything at the last event. So that's it's always good. Yeah, that's nice. You just you know felt like you were down on power, so just just an engine, right? That's that's easy. <laughs> that's peanuts easy yeah yeah you were you were telling me you did some uh kind of impromptu backpacking this weekend yeah buddy um well you know like you mentioned we're in between race events um and my dumbass 
didn't realize I had a long weekend uh, this past weekend <laughs> until like Tuesday night or Wednesday. So um, yeah, I texted a couple people saying if they wanted to go uh, take our carts down south. Um, and everybody's ducking me like John Jones mm-hmm. and Francis Ngannou. Ngannou. Uh, they're scared. I'll put the smack down on them. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, so last minute, uh, you know, Wednesday, um, I'm planning a trip to leave Friday morning for backpacking. And yeah, I, w- I went down to um, Shenandoah National Park and, uh, you know, there's did a loop there, which eventually connected to the Appalachian Trail, which is cool because there's a lot of history on that trail, you know, and it's. Uh, one day I would like to do that whole trail. You know, it's 2,000 miles. It mm-hmm. connects Maine to Georgia. And it's just a footpath, right? That's all you can do is you know, walk it. And uh, so that'd be sweet. But, you know, um, it's great. It keeps you in shape. Uh, I love nature. I like backpacking. Um, so, I, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's always a good time. So Yeah, it's... It's uh, it's nice to finally emerge from our Michigan slumber or hibernation. Yeah, from the cocoon. Yeah, it's pretty garbage. I mean, you know how I feel, but if you're not actually doing something in the winter, that's a large portion of your life you're just waving goodbye to. So, very yeah. nice, you know. I, just, I was very lucky with how good the weather was going to be, and I left. So... <laughs> Yeah, nothing wrong with a spontaneous trip. Exactly. Yeah, dude, just a little solo backpacking trip. And uh, it's early enough in the year where it gets real cold at night, so there's not too many people there, and uh, bears aren't out of hibernation yet, and bugs aren't crazy yet, and, uh, you know, uh, the the foliage isn't in full bloom, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. So everything's not super green and lush, but depending on the altitude you know how close you are to the snowfall and how much water and everything things get it can be green or it can be not um but yeah dude it was it was sweet i i loved it um and then i came back and spent way too much money on registration for my next few track events on the bike so (laughs) we're ready to go there you go there you go Uh, yeah so that's that, yeah, that's all good. Um, but uh, yeah, we're uh, kind of due to that. We're we're I guess a little a little late getting this week's episode out. Um, we're we're thinking of going forward switching to a I think a probably a Wednesday release of the episodes. Uh, not that we think it really has too much of an effect on everything, but you know to try to keep it consistent. Uh, and especially now that the the weather's better and we're doing races and track days and backpacking and all this stuff yeah i mean we're gonna be Um, getting back i mean optimistically real late sundays you know if you have a race that's far away you might have to take part of monday off when we're getting back then so uh, it's not going to be realistic uh especially in you know nice weather race season to just keep pumping them out uh by monday you know so this this will be a bit of a better uh time Cause we don't just talk about it. We do it. 
Yeah. So um, yeah. So that's so we'll we'll be switching up just a little bit. Yeah. It's normally we record on we're recording on a Sunday, so we'll probably be doing it on uh, weekday nights, and then yeah, put it up on middle of the week Wednesday. So keep an eye out for that. Um, but uh, for this week, though, we were thinking of just uh, I mean, we've been doing a lot of stuff ourselves, but you know, there's been a lot of other racing going on all over the place. So. I mean, we just talk a little bit of kind of motorsports roundup as well as uh, automotive news and stuff, too. Uh, we haven't done one of these ones in a while, so. Yeah, it's been a minute, so it'd be nice to nice to review, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, I guess starting it off, the, one of the first races we didn't really talk about yet was Sebring. I think maybe we slightly mentioned it at some point, but yeah, I, I 12 think... hours of Sebring. I think I threw in a shout out to the GT4, which is not 12 hours, right? It's right before that. I think. Mm-hmm. If not, uh, Volt Racing got fourth. So, mm-hmm. know, just out of podium. But still, a lot of good hard work out of those guys. Um, but but what about the big boy race, Brian? Let's tell me about the 12 hour. Yeah. Yeah, the 12 hour. It's It's always. I've I had the privilege of of driving the track. Uh, was that last year? I can't remember anymore. It wasn't. I guess it was. It was probably it was over a year ago. So not this previous December, but the one before that. And uh, it was a it was a seven hour race. And you know everyone talks about how how hard the track is on cars. Definitely doesn't. I don't think it applies as much for kind of relatively softly sprung <laughs> champ cars. Yeah. Uh, they just kind of glide over it like it's just, you know, like you're driving around Michigan, potholes and everything. Yeah, significantly um, softer cars. Yeah, so, but then you, but you watch those prototypes and it's like the whole car's jumping. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> and they, they don't look comfortable in there. Um, so, it, Sebring's always been one of those events that they talk like it's, it's like, it's like 24 hours of beating on in, within 12 hours. Um, so mm-hmm. it's, it's, it can definitely be a tough one. Um, and I think, you know, that there's, there's a lot of, uh, just calamity in the, in the top class and DPI. I, I think everyone at some point had some sort of incident, including the team that won, uh, Mustang sampling, JDC Miller, uh, Cadillac. But yeah, was, I think the biggest disappointment was the again Cadillac Chip Ganassi racing was looking very strong uh until coming to the pits they hit one of those gosh darn BMW uh GTLM cars um, well I mean they take up the whole three lanes in the pit so it's hard yeah, to avoid the big M8 <laughs> they're so. huge they're so massive <laughs> yeah he was he was coming to the pits he passed them going in the last turn uh, but then had to slow down to, to, you know, make the, 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 you know, the tighter turn into pit lane. And so the BMW went to repass him basically. And then they just kind of smacked into each other. BMW didn't care. Like it hit him and kept going. I think they actually won the race. Actually, no, sorry. They didn't, they were, but they were leading, uh, cause they, they, they didn't win because they took out the, the Corvette. Um, but that's, Classic. We'll, we'll get to that. Um, so yeah, I mean that was that was the big uh, kind of uh, another two races in a row where they had kind of a late race like issue contact or in in the case of the other time it was a tire uh, tire exploding out of nowhere. 
So, um, yeah, pretty. Uh, I think they would probably have both wins right now if it wasn't for those problems. But you know, that's racing. You gotta. You, yeah, I mean, all execute. of it has to come together. You know, execution and skill and talent, but on the luck too. You know, I mean, all of it to race. So. Yeah. So yeah, sometimes you just you get unlucky. I mean, you know, some team owners and everything will say like you make your own luck and all that stuff which is definitely true in in some ways you know by prep preparing well and being prepared for everything but i don't know when a tire goes down unexpectedly i don't know wh- how else you could prepare for that other than i don't know running a different tire that you're not allowed to or something i, I don't know <laughs> right no i i i am a huge believer in prep you know i know a lot of people um who finish their cars last minute um, and it, it drives me insane. Um, you know, the car, the teams where everything's ready to go long ahead of time. And all they do is they keep practicing, you know, and in this case where you would make your own luck is having a crew that's practice pit stops a lot, you know, um, that, that definitely all plays a factor, but still, you know, if a tire goes down and, you know, maybe it was debris on track, you know, your, your driver didn't make a mistake. Um, or, you know, Hey, maybe Jordan Taylor just shot out of nowhere and took you out because he thought you were in a Corvette. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but <laughs> the point is, yeah, you know, it's, I, I feel like there's a lot you can do as the team and most of it's on your shoulders, but sometimes it's not, you know, it, it really is luck. So, yeah. Yeah. But not to, I guess not to take it away from the, you know, the team that won, but but I'm just—I've been impressed with Chip Ganassi Racing's uh, performance. They, you know, come back in after several years off, so they just haven't been able to really finish, you know, finish it out. But yeah, that's just sometimes how it goes. Maybe they'll have some better luck or and better results into the season. So yeah, we'll keep an eye out there. Um, the Mazda, Mazda got second. Um, they've been. They haven't been able to get the wins yet um, this season, but uh, but they've been reliable, which is a big big change for them. <laughs> a huge change, monumental. Yeah, it's been their kind of Achilles' heel, and, and they only have one car now, so any reliability issues are very much pretty dire uh, and have very large consequences. So I don't know, maybe because there's not two cars out there, there's half the chance of one breaking, <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure that's how uh, that it works. It seemed like at least one of them would go. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so uh, otherwise to round out the podium, it was the Acura uh, DPI of Meyer Shank Racing. So that, I think that's their, I mean, it's their first podium of the season. That's best result so far, beating out the, Usually the kind of favored Cadillac, the the Kanaka Minolta Acura, but uh, but not to say they're not, they're not a great team. So oh, they are. Uh, yeah, it's a another good a good result for them. Um, LMP two, uh, you know, LMP two and LMP three. It's it's kind of hard to follow, mostly because on the broadcast they don't really follow it. Um, but and you know it was Pier one. Uh, Matheson Motorsports getting first with 
Aero Motorsport getting second and Tower Motorsport getting third in LMP2. And then LMP3 was Core Autosport taking the win. Uh, and then the two Riley cars in second and third. Um, so, um, it's but it's still pretty good numbers for them. Five LMP2 cars, seven LMP3. That's still still good numbers. Yeah, uh, it's usually Daytona. Yeah, significantly more than in the past, you know. Yeah. Yeah, usually like there's a ton at Daytona and then everyone kind of doesn't show up for the rest. So it's good to see more teams still there. Uh, except for, of course, GTLM, which, you know, we're only have five cars right now. I I believe BMW is only doing the Enduros. So I think after that, I believe the next event, which do you know what the next race is? Uh, it's probably Mid-Ohio. Think but you're right. on that note, I did get, uh, uh, probably secret, but we only have like 20 listeners, so mm-hmm. spill the beans. I did get an email about uh, Watkins Glen, um, like a normal email, right? Like, you know, when they're mm-hmm. telling you where to prep and all this stuff and what to bring. Um, so, uh, you know, maybe maybe they won't cancel it. Um, yeah. And there was a lot of thought. That, you know, I mean, obviously they canceled venues last year, um, but New York has been so crazy. They thought that, you know, maybe the Glen might be on the chopping block again this year. But if I got that email, you know, things might be looking up for them. So, which is cool because yeah, it's, it's a great track and I I love the area, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just mentioned backpacking and I like hiking around the waterfalls and all that stuff too so you know i mean i i really do like watkins Glen. yeah yeah i noticed uh with a lot of the uh kind of you know amateur endurance racing series that we follow they're they're they have events at watkins Glen, and yeah they're getting you know all this you know supplemental rules are getting posted and everything so it looks like everyone's gonna get the race there this year which is which is good it's good to see. No one really had the chance. No one had the chance last year. So, um, yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but next event is uh, you, like you said, is is Mid Ohio. Um, so the BMWs, I believe, won't be there. So it'll just be the lone Porsche and the two Corvettes fighting it out for <laughs> an automatic podium. Um, yeah! Wow! What a <laughs> tight race. Yeah, you gotta love to be uh, the the marketing person on either one of those teams, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Dude. Like worst case, you're going to put down, we had some bad luck, but we kept fighting that can do never give up spirit. And we came in second or third and <laughs> it's, it's, you know, really this is what this insert brand here is all about. <laughs> okay. By third, you mean last, <laughs> but uh yeah no i mean it's i mean it's still fun to watch right great cars great drivers but yeah i I love it when the field is so small that everybody gets a trophy yeah yeah it's 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 always interesting interesting to see especially at the pro level yeah um yeah because i don't know it's it's gonna be so hard for them to like kind of get a gap in the points right like you there's there's not many points between, you know, not even f- almost finishing the, you know, not even finishing the race and winning. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, I mean, we'll uh, we'll see. I mean, so Porsche, speaking of still GTLM, they, they pulled out the win, I think, for the third year in a row or maybe fourth at, uh, but at Sebring. And uh, it wasn't what was expected uh, towards the end. Uh, the Corvette was leading most of the race. Um, the other Corvette had an issue. I didn't actually see what, what happened to them. They, they were a few laps down. Um, but the number four car was in the lead and then got taken out by the BMW, uh, which then just gave an opening to the Porsche, but the BMW tried to also take out the Porsche, but it just, it just missed barely. So, oh damn, <laughs> that's that luck we're talking about. Yeah. So it, it's not a bad strategy when there are so few cars, uh, in the class and you know, if one of them has issues already, so there's only you know, four cars on the lead lap, you, you take them out, you try to take out one of your few only competitors and yeah, they're going to give you a drive through, but you're still either way, you're probably going to finish second or third. So it's not a terrible strategy, but it didn't work out this time because they, they weren't able to finish off the Porsche. So, um, yeah, Porsche got the win, um, weather tech racing. So the only kind of non manufacturer run team taking the win, um, there you go. And then BMW with second and third, with Corvette in fourth and fifth, which you know is last and second to last. But I'm sure their press release didn't uh, didn't sound too bad. Yeah, um, dude. fourth, dude. That's just outside of podium. <laughs> just barely missed the podium. Yeah. Um, which honestly, they did just barely miss. I say the win, but uh, you know. Those BMWs are just on a warpath uh, this year, so I would, I would, I mean, they take up so much space, and they seem to take a hit pretty good. So I would definitely watch out for them uh, this season. Of course, in the endurance rounds, at least. So uh, should be maybe a little cleaner racing at next race because uh, they won't be around to take everyone out, including the overall leader. So you know that could be that could be a good thing. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's true. And then finally, GTD, which is arguably probably the best class to watch because not only does it have the most cars, but usually they're they're very close to each other. Personally, um, it's, the, it's my favorite. Yeah, and they had the the Porsches one too with your boy uh, Trent Hinman getting second. Woo! <laughs> Woo! So yeah, man. Um, hey, hey, he's one of those guys dodging me. <laughs> calling him out right here. <laughs> Show up in that X thirty. Only the SmackDown. Yeah, maybe because he doesn't even have he doesn't have an actual drive this year, does he? No. Um, Other than GT4 and the LMP3 and, car with Volt. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of uh, stuff that was going on. Um, you know, I mean, that's that's probably all. Uh, I guess more personal to him so it's yeah you know, I, I guess i'll pass so <laughs> pass on the question or the comment yeah, yeah yeah uh yeah he but right now he's he is in gtd he's filling in for uh, i can't remember one of basically the the gentleman driver i think for that team or at mm -hmm. least one of them uh for right motorsports i, I can't remember uh 
his name, but he's he's filling in right now because they they had an incident, uh, I believe at Daytona, maybe the Roar, uh, a big crash, so he had to sit out at least one event and obviously two events. So, um, so we'll see if Trent stays in there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a. It's a weird place to be. Um, like I personally wonder how it works. Um, because I, I mean, I don't know, right? Because he, he was a Honda bro. I think he's still maybe a Honda bro. Um, but they're only one, running one car, so there's, you know, there's only one NSX and GTD, right? Um, mm-hmm. So there's stuff going on there. And then, so I, I don't know. Obviously, he did it, so kudos to him. But I, I am curious how you navigate those waters of, you know, keep Honda happy, but like, hey, I'm gonna go drive this Porsche. You know? <laughs> but yeah, so uh, yeah, you know, it's cool, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I was just looking up. Is Ryan Hardwick is who he's replacing uh, due to having a concussion? So we'll see how long he's he's the the sub. Man, I'd I'd love to be a sub. I, I'd do it for free. <laughs> Put me in, coach. I'll yeah, do it too. Put me in. I'm ready. Yep. If you need someone, so I've been um, I've been preparing in Miatas all my life for this. Yeah, it's it's the same Porsche, as a GT3 car, it's right? Kind of like a Miata. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if yeah, anything, Miata's faster because it has independent front suspension, unlike the at least the the older older ones had McPherson, the older 911s. Yeah, not the new I ones though. But basically, I mean, you know, the Mazda is a better developed, probably independent suspension. It's been, you know, they're still probably working out the kinks on those Porsches. They they haven't figured it out, I bet. But oh, they're definitely working out the kinks on the Porsches for sure. <laughs> you know, and if someone came to me and said, "Hey, do you want a Porsche uh, GT3, either the road car or the race car, or this old ratty?" NA8 Mazda Miata, I would take the Miata, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Miata, it's uh, it's, it's, it's an unbelievable always machine. The yeah, it's, uh, it it's always the answer. Uh, but uh, anyway, going back to the results, um, the the Porsche that did win it was yep. the the FAF Motorsport uh, car with Wright Motorsport in second, and then third was the Aston Martin with Heart of Racing team. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I'm so still surprised not to see the uh, the Lamborghinis up there. They they've been struggling so far uh, this season. So, uh, yeah, I haven't yeah. Um, I haven't looked at them like i haven't looked at their bop but it is surprising because they were they've been so strong you know so probably yeah so i i know they had some reliability issues at daytona and i i, I think they had a they had a crash or something i think they had a break actually i think it was a brake failure I, I can't remember which car had it if it was the lamborghini that had it and then hit someone else or the or the someone else had it and hit the Lambo, but it was a pretty big wreck. Um, but both drivers got out okay, so it's always That's good. It's always good when there's no injuries. So, but 
that was uh-huh. you know that was their race of course so and i think they took out the mercedes uh yeah so the basically the grt car took out the allegra motorsports mercedes so they finished at the bottom but um but yeah, I thought I thought it was a pretty good race. There's some good action, especially towards the end, uh, with the prototypes fighting it out, um, and the the GTLM cars were st- battling. Obviously, they they got into each other. Um, GTD was a little more strung out than usual at the end. I was kind of surprised by that, um, at least at the very front. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was a good race. Nothing kind of crazy, groundbreaking. Pretty good turnout. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's always, it's always a good one to, it's usually a good one to watch. Uh, really all the Enduros, it can be, it's nice cause it's a lot of content, but sometimes because the, the nature of Enduros, it's not super, you know, exciting all around cause it's just, it's more the long game. Um, right. but, but you get a lot of action throughout, so it's always I think it's, if anything, it's more interesting for the drivers. Well, any racing is, but uh, <laughs> but getting all that seat time is is always good, and 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 you know it's very important too. Probably the most say. important. Yeah, um, I guess. Yeah, speaking of Porsche, and we were talking about GT4 a little bit. Um, I thought they were going to get that win uh, in the GT4 race. They were dominating. Uh, by far the fastest lap and um they were just yeah, kind of in a league of their own uh but they got beat out by the good old camaro um i yeah, believe I just based on strategy uh they i think the camaro didn't take uh, basically a lot of teams i think pitted not early but pitted before a caution that came out later uh in order to get their you know their their pro guy or pro or proer guy uh, in the car. Um, and they didn't, uh, they pit on the caution. So I think it, it basically saved them a pit stop. Everyone else had to come in for a splash. So they were able to get the win on, on strategy, which, you know, it's always cool to see strategies, of course, very important. Um, but, uh, that left the Porsche in second. Um, and then the Turner Motorsports BMW in third, and then your your boys at Vault Racing with Archangel uh, in the Aston Martin Vantage GT4. That's right. Can't miss it. It's highlighter yellow. Um, got a good solid fourth, so that was good to see. Uh, maybe it could have been a podium if it wasn't for that fuel strategy that the Camaro was able to do. Um, but uh, yeah, still good result for them was there was there a was there a lmp3 race that weekend i don't think so uh yeah yeah, yeah. There, there was one but it was the week before okay. at sebring yeah okay yeah I, i've been looking out for the the replay of it on youtube but i hadn't seen because I, I remember i thought you said you're you're your boys won that one. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Um, it was a week before. Okay. Here's fucking Mike Skeen has a video on YouTube. Oh, well, then it had to have happened. Yeah. Um, 
Maybe they maybe they didn't turn on the actual camera. It's just Mike Skeen, only only one that had one. <laughs> it's just Mike Skeen's fucking GoPro, dude. That's it. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll have to take a look. Maybe maybe they'll post it eventually, or maybe I missed it on Imza Imza's website. But uh, but yeah, it's good to see you. That's their first win, right? In the in the LP three car, at least. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's um if you're if you're going to IMSA's results, you have to go to Sebring Sports Car Week to find it. Hmm. I see. I see. Oh yeah, there it is. Nice. Oh yeah. yeah. But uh, but yeah, your boys getting getting the W. Oh yeah, dude. Look at those guys. I'm sure it was some just some residual Ericness just uh, oh, kind of sprinkled on them. It couldn't be anything else, I don't think. Um, yeah. And quite frankly, there are a lot of mouth breathers, so <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, I think that covers Sebring pretty well. Um, uh, another. Did you uh, pay any attention at all, or hear about Bristol? Uh yeah, I saw a little bit of the the mud, the mud mud slinging, not literal mud slinging. Not um, literal. No literal. Oh okay, I thought you said, I was like, what, what the <laughs> hell are you talking there, about? There there might have been, yeah, been some figurative mud slinging too, but there was definitely literal. Yeah, yeah. So they um, I mean, I uh, full disclosure, I didn't watch it. Um, but it, it was it's kind of funny because everybody has their own opinion of it all the hardcore nascar fans um and like there's lots of drivers who have a lot of history racing on dirt tracks and some of them didn't get called for this race so they're pissed off and you know i saw another video where like by the end of the race it was just normal track like all the dirt was thrown off to the left and the right of the (laughs) racing line uh and so some people were upset about that uh, yeah, I get I just everybody, everybody's got their own opinion. Um, I think it's fun, you know, and realistically that's, that's what they're trying to do, right. Is engage viewers and mm-hmm. just make it enjoyable. Um, you know, it's not necessarily about what's the, the pinnacle of this effort as what's going to generate more views and more money. Um, I think they did a good job with that because uh, it looked interesting, you know, and I know a lot of people tuned in for it. So, and some people were like, oh, it's unprofessional. And some people were hammering Miller lights and talking about how great it was. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. That was a, that's cool. That was a thing that happened. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely happened. Um, uh, also, uh, the Formula One season kicked off. Yes, that I also did. happened. Mm hmm. Uh, with not Australia, which was postponed till much later in the year, but with uh, was it Bahrain, I believe. I actually kind of am blanking on this. Yeah, Bahrain. Because uh, they've done so many of them in the last year. It just it seems like this is like the fifth Bahrain in the last couple weeks or whatever. <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, it was uh, Max Verstappen taking a very convincing poll on Saturday by like three tenths. So everyone was excited to see Hamilton not win, and then 
lo and behold, Hamilton won. So yeah, my mind is blown. Yeah, it was it was close though. Max, honestly, Max, uh, he made a mistake. He so he made the pass, but he couldn't keep it on the track, so he had to give it back. And I felt like he could have been a little more cheeky with the give back to to give himself more of a toe. He could have mm-hmm. maybe waited till the basically the 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 little straight before the last corner and maybe given himself some DRS and then kind of just redid it. Um, but uh, you know, he he wanted to give it back as soon as possible to give himself, I guess, as much time as possible. But he just kind of ran out of ran out of time, ran out of grip too. He had, he had fresher tires, but you know, he following that closely is always really hard on him. So I think he just kind of lost his window there. Right. Yeah. Um, well, I know a lot of people were also complaining about, um, like the number of warnings and the leniency given. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how factual it is, but people have been complaining about how it seems to be different between some drivers. You know. Yeah. I don't know. It's. I, I feel like. Uh, I feel like there was. Um. I don't know, like, I, I feel like some some teams definitely made some passes kind of in the same way and didn't weren't required to give it back uh, because it wasn't for the lead, so they didn't care as much. <laughs> um, if I remember correctly, I thought there were. And there, it seems like there a lot of times were. But, I mean, it was a pretty blatant one, but I don't know. Like, it, that, that one was a little different in that it wasn't like he was forced off, right? It was more he just... Hamilton kind of broke sooner and then it kind of Max just went a little too deep and then went it wide. So I think if, if, if they would have been a lot closer to each other, I think they would have let it go. Cause that, you know, because of the amount of racing room he was given, but in this case he was given a ton of room and easily could have made the pass well, not easily, but he could have made the pass on the track. There was Hamilton left him room. He just, uh, just overcooked it a little. Um, so yeah, it didn't, didn't get the win. So, but, uh, but still got second with Botas getting third. He was he's just I don't know what he what he's doing right now. <laughs> he's he's not very close. He, he seems to be getting slower over time. I don't know, maybe he's letting the the tweets get to him or something. <laughs> that must be it. <laughs> Cuz I know last year he yeah, he did his whole to who make concern fu you know on the radio when he won a race after Hamilton got like a penalty, a stupid penalty. Um, but yeah, cause I don't know, it's, it's just frustrating for me to see someone, uh, that I feel like definitely isn't the fastest guy in the paddock, just get wins and uh, automatic podiums when, you know, someone else could maybe be there to challenge Hamilton more, but that would create more drama for them. And, you know, I think Hamilton definitely enjoys having a slightly weaker, uh, you know, teammate. Oh yeah. Hamilton definitely enjoys it, you know, and, um, while us fans might be like grumbling, certainly Mercedes enjoys it, right? Every time there's been a team where both drivers are real close and they're fighting, eventually they take each other out, you know, and then everybody suffers, at least on the team makes for great news. But, (laughs) Um, so yeah, I feel like everybody except us enjoys it, you know, certainly cheaper (laughs) for Mercedes. So, yeah, 
Yeah, and Botas still, I mean, he's he gets consistent results. Like I, I think he's he is a very good number two, but the for some reason he thinks he's not a number two um, when it should be pretty obvious by now. I mean, you don't have to accept it, but at least at least acknowledge it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's like, hey, this this other jabroni, my teammates won quite a few of these uh, world championship titles. I mm-hmm. haven't. <laughs> In the same car. Yes. So, yeah. He, I believe they. this was the first time Hamilton won the opening race in, in a long time. Uh, usually, for whatever reason, someone else does. I mean, last year was Botas. Um, and then the year before that, it might have been a Ferrari or something before they, while they were cheating. Um, but, uh yeah, it's it was but it was it was a pretty exciting race because it it came down to the very end there with Lewis and and Max fighting each other. Um, one thing I thought was frustrating was the announcers would just be like, "Oh, that advantage back to Verstappen," but like he didn't have track position. Ultimately, track position is king. Um, you got to be able to make that pass, and although he did have, he was catching him really fast, and he did get up to him, you know catching them and passing is two different things and just wasn't wasn't able to finish it off so i think a rare definitely a rare mistake from verstappen as far as like you know driving and passing and everything although you know he'll, he'll get in, caught up in incidents seemed like a lot last year but um but he he kept it clean and but just couldn't finish it off so i guess what I'll be curious to see is if they continue to have that pace over Mercedes uh, in the next couple events, because uh, just sometimes they Red Bull will have a, a quick weekend, and then other weekends, you know, Mercedes is just far ahead. So we'll right. see if that uh, if they can keep the the pace up. Because if if so, then I, I'd really like to see a nice battle between the, those two all season. It'd be fun. And yeah, it would. It would definitely be a lot less boring than it recently has been, I guess. <laughs> um, at least the seasons have been. Last season had some good races, but um, but uh, overall, you know, just the championship battle was decided so early, and the only chance everyone had was basically Hamilton getting COVID, and he did, and he still had more points to, <laughs> to miss a whole event. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... So it was Hamilton, Verstappen, Botas were on the podium with Lando Norris getting fourth, which is pretty good for McLaren. Um, it's <laughs> he, I don't know, every time McLaren is like they're talk, they they talk it up like you know, oh, we're so close to the top now. Like you know, last season we got third in the championship. Now we're going for, we're going for a second, but like they're still their pace is still too far off to, to really in qualifying. It might be close, but race pace just isn't there. And that's to say basically all of the, the kind of the midfield teams. Um, uh, but, uh, but Perez got fifth after uh, his is his car just kind of stopped working on the, on the outlap. And uh, so he had to come into the pits and start from the pit lane. So it was a pretty good recovery drive from him. Um, that was good to see. I'm I'm hoping he can. He didn't have a good qualifying. I'm hoping he can kind of challenge, at least get close to Verstappen, and 
uh, kind of be at least a, a wingman. At least they can help each other out because right now it's like the Mercedes can kind of bully Verstappen up front because they could they could have one guy undercut, one guy overcut, mm-hmm. and you know make them react in order to kind of stay in position because you know they could just leave one of the cars out and hold up the other, uh, hold up the Red Bull while the other one goes and does some fast laps. So if we get another Red Bull in the mix up there, then uh, then it'll really help out with that strategy. So. Well, hopefully Perez has he. I believe he 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 started eleventh. Um, he didn't make it into Q three because they wanted him to do his lap on the 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 medium or the the yellow striped tires, and uh, he just just missed out. If he, if if they would have put him on the the soft tires, he would have he would I'm sure he would have made it, but uh, but he just missed out. Um, then we had. Uh, Ferrari making a kind of a big turnaround from last year and getting sixth and eighth with Leclerc and Saints. Uh, that was that's a pretty big improvement for them because mm-hmm. um, they were they were almost one of the worst. I mean, they were like fighting with you know like <laughs> with Williams at, at some points during the season last year. So uh, good to see them improve i guess I and mean, they're still just kind of in the mid pack again not not fighting up the front like they should especially with all the money they get and have mm-hmm. but um but yeah and then we had uh uh Sonoda getting his first points that was a pretty good race for him he got ninth um um i guess quickly before i skip over and Ricardo getting seventh, getting beat, beat out by Norris. That was, um, he outqualified him, but uh, in the race didn't have as good of a race. Um, but yeah, Sonoda starting at first, his first F1 race scoring points. That's good to see. Uh, and then finally top tens rounded up by Stroll and Aston Martin. Um, Vettel had a terrible, terrible race. He, he did not, uh, have any really luck that, uh, that race. Uh, in the Aston Martin Mercedes Mercedes version three, but year a year old car. Um, I guess it's a two year old Mercedes now. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, and uh, Fernando Alonso had some issues. He was he was up there. You know, he's isn't he supposed one, to be retired? Uh, one of the greatest. He's one of the greatest drivers ever to have lived ever. So that's what I hear every time I try and. Watch a fucking IMSA or a WAC race <laughs> with him in it. Yeah, it's it's kind of a bit of a a meme in the uh, in, in our household here, because um, I mean, he's he is a very good driver, but the, just the amount of hype behind him is uh, is impressive. Um, yeah, I mean, there's hype, and then there's also like there's legitimate battles going on in the field. But when he's in, you know, as an example, LMA back when we used to do that, uh, you know, all those years ago, um, he's in the only factory team car. They have a gigantic lead because it's the only factory <laughs> team car. Um, yeah. So, like, Cooley's doing great, but there's legitimate battles going on in other classes for, you know, good position. And you don't see it. It was just a video of the Toyota driving around by itself. <laughs> and the broadcaster's talking about how great of a driver he is. So that's 
at least some of where that meme came from. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, he's a two-time world champion and uh, he's, he had some really good battles and races over the years. It's just, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just strange how much, how popular, how much fanfare, I guess he, he has, especially among just the announcers. It seems like the, the broadcast and, I kind of understand for like Daytona when they're trying to get some more international viewers in there and, you know, having Alonzo there is could, could potentially, you know, everyone wants to see their, their hero driver go race against some other people or, and, and also, you know, in the same car with some other people too, see how he does there. So, uh, I can understand that point, but it, it was to the point where they had like a dedicated Alonzo cam at Daytona the first time he went there. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, they would just show it at every start, like after coming off of every single commercial and then every time going to break and like, there'd be multiple updates, uh, during the event. Like we think that Fernando will be back in the car around 8am or, you know, so is, it was a little much there, but, um, yeah. But yeah, he was he was having a good race until I, I believe I can't remember what happened to him, but he didn't finish. So I think it was a brake issue or a car issue or an engine issue or something. Uh, maybe it was brakes. But um, but yeah, it, you know he. Uh, I just just finished up watching uh, Drive to Survive, the uh, season three. It was actually pretty good this season. Um, Spoilers. Not that it wasn't. Not that it wasn't good last season, <laughs> but. Um, uh, just one of the things they covered was Daniel Ricardo's kind of. Th- it was a strange season last year because because it started so late due to COVID, a lot of people had their new contracts basically before the season even started. So, you know, Ricardo had his his McLaren contract already, and you know, but still had to do a full year with Renault. So it, you know, just a little awkward. Um, mm-hmm. So it was one of the things they focused on, but you know, throughout the whole thing, I was just like, "Who cares? Get Ricardo out of here. You got Fernando freaking Alonso coming in instead. Like that's that's the easiest trade in the world. Come on, Fernando Alonso, the greatest driver ever. Like get out of here with that. Yeah, dude. So, but uh, yeah, I, I wish I could just be like, eh, I'm gonna retire. Uh, you know, what? actually, I'll just you know, is it cool if I drive for another season? Okay, sweet. Yeah, dude, <laughs> I would do the. Uh... Kimi Raikkonen, um, or if we want to <laughs> move to two wheels, Valentino Rossi thing, and I would be well into my forties, still racing. You're gonna have yep. to fucking tear my lifeless body <laughs> off of this machine. I will race as long <laughs> as I can. Yeah, I, in one of his interviews, Raikkonen was like, "Yeah, I think of it just more of as a, as a hobby right now." Like, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I love it. I mean, uh, why not though, right? Like, if you've got a ride, I would. And he's got money, so he doesn't need the job. But like, it's fun, right? It's yeah, I, yeah. I would. Yeah. It's, yeah, exactly. And he still gets good results. He's you know he's not in a top team anymore, but you know, more more power to him. I yeah, I would I would be doing that in a heartbeat. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, next next race isn't it for a few weeks. I I came became accustomed to last year how it was all kind of condensed and there was like four races in a row and <laughs> right yeah there was <laughs> there was at least one race 
a week between series. There was no off period ever. Yeah. So, yeah, we got to wait. I hate waiting. Uh, everyone hates waiting, but, uh, but yeah, sometimes you got to wait. Yeah. Um, IndyCar, uh, their, their first event's coming up uh, in, on the 18th, so their season will be starting soon. I usually... Uh, depends. I like to follow the full season. Sometimes I'll miss several races and then just kind of binge it, just like a Netflix show. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's fair. Usually, I, I'll usually watch the Indy 500, and then like, then I'll usually watch the race after, which is Detroit, kind of because it's it's kind of fresh, fresh in my mind. But uh, it's also fun to yeah. like watch in person because we're here. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, but yeah, that season will be started up soon. I'm looking forward to that. Um, but in, in kind of the amateur realm, uh, Daytona's coming up, uh, and for Champ Car, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's an event I would have liked to do again this year. Last year, we were able to get the the W uh, in the uh, the. What do you call it? Or the Van Buren Boys slash uh, Cruise Racing Ultima. Uh, so they're they'll be out there. They're they're going to be there. Although it's under under new ownership, it sounds like it's like a freaking F one team over here with like <laughs> you know, getting bought out over here. But uh, basically, Blue Bayou Racing is uh, now the owner of the car. Paul's still prepping it. They'll be out there, so I'm sure they'll be one of the teams to watch since they're defending winners. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, and uh, I think WRL is going to be at Mid Ohio next. Um, it's their next one, and then Road America after that. But uh, in terms of cool racing, that has actually happened. Um, <laughs> in MotoGP3, right? So, you know, it's like saying Formula 3. You know, not the not the top class, not even the second class. Um, in Qatar, uh, Acosta won the race and he started in pit lane. So, I mean, that's, that's always a rarity and really... Fun to see uh, someone just charge up through the track like that. It's on the KTM uh, Red Bull bike, and uh, and yeah, I mean he 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 made it happen. But another, um, you know, five. I'll give it more than five. I'll, I'll say fifty, but definitely less than fifty yards um, before the finish line. And the guy behind him would have won, you know. Because um, the thing with bikes is, so obviously there's no DRS, but all those old arrow elements you used to think of um, exist, right? Because they don't use a ton of arrows, so you don't wash out someone's grip or anything. So there is a definite slipstream behind mm-hmm. the guy in front of you. Um, and the guy behind him was right, was right there at the end. And uh, I don't know. I think those finishes are always awesome, right? Started mm-hmm. yeah. super last, like way last, pit lane last, 
you know, the whole field goes by and then you're still waiting to be released from pit lane. Um, and he won. So that's, I mean, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, impressive for sure. Um, yeah, I guess, uh, going back to some of the champ car stuff that there, there, there's been a few races in the last couple of weeks that wouldn't really talk about. Um, there's NCM, uh, on the 20th so that was i think the week before i went out there for spec miata um we we had some miatas take the both wins uh the, the whiskey whiskey tango foxtrot taking the win on saturday and on sunday the flat out nemesis nc miata taking uh the win there so it's definitely a miata track um it's i mean when you're also racing other miatas and you don't have enough power, it, it, it definitely hurts. But so it's not, but I wouldn't call it a power track. Uh, um, uh, what does the name stand for? NCM? Yes. National Corvette Museum. And that's not a power track. <laughs> no, actually, it's, it's, Very it's probably one of the slowest Corvette tracks I've ever seen. Uh, we, I think last year, uh, the, the last race of the, the weekend, uh, it was the last race of the season. And then the last race on that weekend, they, I guess they wanted to get everyone uh, out sooner for whatever reason. Uh, so they put both of the thunder and lightning, uh, run groups together in the last race. And, uh, yeah, we were, we were getting held up by Corvettes there in our spec Miata. Ouch. Uh, and, uh, held up by the spec Corvette C5 guys. The, yes. So yeah, that was that was interesting. Uh, I think there there was, I think some of them did have faster laps, but you know there was a lot of there was like seven cars there, and yeah, they were the some of the guys mid to backpack were 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 holding us up. So you think that's driver mod? Um yeah probably. Um I mean, the track definitely is very has a lot of tight turns. You know Corvettes aren't i guess known for their turning they they can be i guess but uh miatas are definitely known for their turning yeah that's um, all they're known for <laughs> so and there's a lot of turns and i don't know maybe corvette owners can't remember that many turn numbers or something i, I don't know mm, that's fair so anyway not to to hate on corvette people too much uh but uh uh yeah that I, I haven't done a champ car race there before. I think it would be interesting. Uh, I think it'd be kind of hard to pass if you don't have power down the straights. Uh, you'd probably get bottled up in the turns a lot, but I could definitely see the Miatas being quick there, and they were, it seems like, quite a bit faster than kind of everyone else. So, um, But, yeah, not surprising. Miatas are, are fast cars, They're probably the fastest cars in the world, you know. I mean, they're definitely the best cars in the world. Um, looks like there was an event at Harris Hill. Um, actually, I don't know why that didn't come up. Uh, for some reason, the website's not showing the results. But uh, well, there's at least on sa Saturday uh, Miata won. So just Miata's just clean it up. Should really ban those things. I mean, they're just you know fantastic cars. Hard to argue with. <laughs> They're definitely better than Camaros. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, the proof's in the uh, in the results right there. 
but uh, and then I think there was also Vieira South. That was earlier, early March. But uh, that was Where's John, uh, Acura Integra taking the win there. So I didn't even know they were still racing. So it's good to see one of the older teams back in it. But uh, yeah, as as that season goes on, we're we're trying to get the uh, the conquest ready for. Uh, at the very least, Gingerman, and hopefully that mid-Ohio that they're having, too. So that's, I think, the, the first event I'll be doing um, for Champ Car. I'm definitely focusing a bit more on the Spec Miata this year, especially since there's there's a couple more races this season, so it's kind of a little harder to, to sneak them in there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I always, always enjoy racing with them. Um, yeah, and I guess, uh, kind of, I guess the, the last part of this episode, we wanted to maybe chat a little bit about automotive news. Um, I guess one of the kind of big things to come out, uh, in the last week or so was the, uh, electric Hummer, like fully announced and revealed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, some... it, it looks cool. Um. You know, I mean, there's there's a lot of, uh, unsurprisingly, there's a lot of uh, car companies uh, pushing electric, and it just seems like recently there's been a lot of announcements for different types of, you know, BEV or some sort of hybrid vehicles. And I think right now uh, the Hummer's the biggest, biggest one, literally and figuratively. The thing's massive. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, I mean, it's got some big numbers too to it, uh, with claimed thousand horsepower and eleven thousand foot pounds of torque. Eleven thousand um, footy pounds. It's pretty good. Is that at the the rotor? So we can't say the crank anymore. It's a big number. Certainly, electric motors are capable of generating it. I'm just wondering if they're they're also sort of massaging it, maybe, you know, or if that's yeah. you know actually at the their power unit, so to speak. Yeah, I yeah. As soon as I saw that number, I was I was skeptical. Um, wondering if it includes like any the gear reduction in the in the motor and everything, or you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, so. the, the last, the original Hummer had portal axles. So you had gear reduction in the diff and <laughs> gear reduction in your knuckles. Right? Yeah. You had gear reductions everywhere. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Exactly. Who knows? Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's definitely, uh, it's, it's an interesting way to put that. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess I guess we'll see. All, there's lots of like little notes attached to every single spec saying it's like GM estimate. So I mean, they could just say whatever they want, I guess, and just say it's an estimate. You know, mm-hmm. Estimated, only going to cost eighty grand, but actually, it's going to be like <laughs> much more than that. But you know, <laughs> it's going to be one hundred and fifty, but that's not quite double. So close enough. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, who knows? Um, but uh, yeah, according to this website, uh, are, they already reserved all of the EV edition ones, 
exclusive limited availability uh, oh, 112,000 oh. yeah so that's that's unfortunate um yeah i mean it's an expensive vehicle um that's for sure i i hope they have some more evs coming because i don't think this will, this is going to cut it um based on uh actually my my new my new role now at a uh, Toyota. Uh, I'm now in charge of the zero emission vehicle regulation planning for uh, for Toyota. So I I moved a bit from the kind of engineering and evaluation side, and now I'm actually doing more businessy type things because I thought I'd give it a try. So Boo. so yeah, I mean I'm I'm gonna be the one that's gonna kill all the fun cars and then uh, make sure that everything is electric um yeah so that that'll be fun <laughs> for everyone except for me i guess uh or maybe no one except for me uh <laughs> but uh but yeah i mean uh, based on the regulations coming up uh they're they're gonna need a lot of evs so and based on this although the the ev edition one is supposed to release fall 2021 just coming up here uh the the other versions especially the the quote-unquote base model that's still 80 grand uh isn't slated for 20 until 2024 so that's that's quite a bit you know quite a ways away there um mm -hmm. and that's going to be the volume seller right so um i guess we'll see but it's definitely showing you know gm was is talking about you know their commitment to evs so it's definitely they're putting their money where their mouth is now, so right. yeah, it's cool to see. I think it'll be a sweet vehicle. Um, I'm curious about the uh, the the crab the crab walking that it can do. Um, I'm curious about the um, usage. I guess like it's cool you can make it do that, but like. If you need help parallel parking and you're going to enter the space you're trying to enter at like 45 degrees, right? Because it's not even, it's not a lateral movement, right? Yeah. It's not like you can just pull up and the car drives in laterally. Yeah. It's, uh, I think it's a cool showpiece, but <laughs> practicality, <laughs> uh, there's not yeah, much you'd... there. You'd probably need a pretty big kind of sp uh, opening in the space to be able to just crab walk your way in. Mm -hmm. um, I could see it nice for, you say, you do your normal parallel park, you back in, and then you're just, just a little bit off. You can just, just you know, oh, yeah, that's true. zip it in there and make a nice little adjustment. Um, yeah, for those times when you're, like, close, but you're, like, you're at that point where you're, like, uh, yeah, I messed it up. Uh, I'm kind of close, but I'm sticking too far out. You know, I need to like yeah. redo this, but I'm only really six inches away. And yeah, it's like that would be nice for sure. Yeah, like you, either you just accept it or you redo it completely, but this would avoid that, I guess. And it being a big vehicle, it, could, it definitely is not going to be the easiest to park. So I, I can see that benefit. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's so big, you're probably not even going to parallel park it to begin with. You're not, yeah. You're not going to be within that six inch buffer. <laughs> but. So, 
Yeah, I'm curious if it can crab walk. I, I imagine it can four, you know, obviously four wheel steer to to have really tight turn radiuses. So that could that could be, I think, a big benefit for such a big vehicle. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean that but, that cuts it down a significant amount, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, it is funny to see like the biggest hype right now around EV vehicles is like the Cybertruck and the Hummer. It's like these are really huge, normally very not good for the environment vehicles. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, if one person's driving it around, even if it's electric, the amount of energy it consumes is significantly more than your Bolt or... I don't know, name name your other electric car, right? Your Nissan Leaf, your Prius, your um you know, it's still bigger than the uh Mach E, right? So you can call that call that one mm-hmm. out. Um So yeah, it's it's, it's a little weird cuz it's still wasteful, right? Like I mean, I yeah. guess it's electric, but uh, Yeah, I mean, it's it's less wasteful than if it was, you know, if it wasn't electric. But yeah, it, it, you'd be better off not making it at all and just making smaller EVs that maybe make more practical sense. But mm-hmm. I imagine they're just trying to capitalize on, you know, the the big truck market where that that is very strong here in the U.S. and uh, and also is very profitable. So I think it's their best best chance at. Uh, making money or at least breaking even on that vehicle because yeah obviously the, the investment's going to be huge and it's going to be an expensive vehicle to make so right yeah no you're you're right it's, it's going to be a huge investment um and I, I i mean i really i think you hit the nail on the head right it's huge truck market in the u.s and it's, it's all about that money dude money mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if it's electric or not or wasteful or good. They just want their fucking money. Give me that money. Yep. Yeah. Meanwhile, the bolt's not selling and they're having to put a bunch of money on the hood at the, at the dealership uh, just to get them to move. I've been thinking about buying one of those because of that. They're so cheap. Oh my God. They're significantly, you know, like, they have a couple different um, discounts they're throwing on, but it ends up being about $10,000 off, right? And then you're going to get yeah. no, supposedly uh, for 2021, Biden is extending the uh, electric vehicle tax credit, whatever, and uh, it's going to be cheap, real cheap. I kind of want that. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, will do see myself getting an EV at some point. I just, I don't think I'm ready for it yet. Um, but, but I would definitely like to try out like a plug-in hybrid first, because um, uh, it's it's kind of the, the good middle ground where you still you can still maybe you know make it to work and back uh, on electric power, but yeah, you know, when you want to make a f- longer trick trip, you. Know, Turn on that generator engine and off you go. Yeah, make it work. So, um, but 
but but yeah, I mean EVs are are very cool. I mean we we've talked about them quite a bit in a couple episodes, so yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, it it's still exciting to see uh, yeah see some innovations come out. So we'll keep an eye on that one. See what else. Uh, I mean, there's the electric F one fifty that's you know underway hasn't been fully revealed yet but uh you know definitely you ford boys are definitely working on it um i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> obviously the the maki just recently released that's that's uh good to see so yeah more evs is good that's but uh but yeah i mean i guess that's probably a good place to to finish this week's episode yeah it'll be um Still over an hour, but relatively short for us. Yeah. So no, that's 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 impressive for us. Usually we we ramble a bit more, but uh, but yeah. So uh, you know, as as always, make sure you you hit us up on the social medias if you have any questions or feedback for us. Uh, you know, we have Instagram and Facebook at uh, Motorsports Tech Talk. Uh, one thing, I mean, we're always curious about is kind of what do you guys like the, you know, the tech episodes more like news or just ramblings or, you know, racing. So yeah, let us know. Uh, I think we, we like to kind of mix it up. So, um, you know, maybe next week we'll do like a tech one or something. So we'll, we'll see. Um, but yeah, if you have any feedback for us, let us know. Um, yeah. And I mean, even if it's sort of out of the box, let us know. Right. If you just want to hear something that's want to hear or see something that's more fun, you know, uh, feel free to reach out. Right. Because I was thinking about this the other day. It's not very techy at all, but I do have that right net. Uh, sorry, wet nitrous kit. You know, buy a beater for eight hundred bucks. Throw it on there. See how it does. A little before and after. <laughs> maybe visit a dyno. It'd be fun. Um, you know, so if if anybody has any thoughts on, um, you know, stuff you want to see, because we, I mean, obviously we race, we talk about it, but we work on our cars, bikes, whatever, a lot. We make parts all the time, um, fabricating, whatever. So if there's something you want to see um, and it's related to cars in any way, we've probably done it. So feel free to reach out and we can, uh, we can video <laughs> it, you know, cause we do it all. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think we, at some point would like to expand more into to video type stuff. Maybe we record the podcast, uh, you know, as we're, as we're filming, cause right now we, we're, we're doing it remotely still. So we're in, we're in our respective homes and doing it over uh, discord actually right now. Um, but so we kind of almost have a, a video <laughs> kind of podcast going, but, um, but yeah, we're thinking of maybe doing that at some point. Uh, and then, yeah, maybe doing some YouTube stuff, uh, since we do have the YouTube channel as well. So, um, but yeah, I mean, let, let us know. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but as always, thanks again for, you know, sticking with us for this long and, uh, And we'll talk to you guys again soon. See ya.